Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Welcome back, everyone, to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Thomas, and today my co-host is Dick Barrett. I'm the Ohio Conference Minister, and uh, I'm on the other side today. I get to be one of the uh, questioners, and I I find myself being more comfortable here on this side. Today. So, <laughs> the more of an interrogation happening yes, here, uh, and we have that we're interviewing another familiar voice. Hi, everybody. It's Jacob Dotson from the Missional Planning Team. How's it going? So there may you may hear common threads through these two podcasts, maybe because there's some common individuals at the table. Jacob, tell us a little bit about your role, not as the Ohio Conference Cast co-host substituting for Bill, because you're not doing that anymore. Right now, you're being interviewed. Well, um, I've had the joy of being able to work with the missional planning team for it's really about four years now, and uh, each year we're we're trying to find new ways to bring um, relevant topics and training to our conference. And this year, we're doing something different. Instead of having just a pre-ACA training, we're actually going to have a missional weekend event in Bluffton in the summer. And so that's going to give us more time and space to gather. One of the, the main reasons for doing that, too, was to make it more accessible for our youth. Because in the past, the pre-ACA event happened on a Thursday, and they, they had school. But by doing it in the summer, it can truly be a family event, kind of have a family feel, but also be open to youth and, and others to come. That's step back. So ACA yes. is? ACA is... Um, Going a one-day event? Is a one, oh, yes. A one-day event in Sh- at Sharon Mennonite in Plain City. And that's so that's annual conference assembly where all the conference gathers. Yes, and that's, that's going to be, I believe it's Saturday, March 7th. So it's still in March. So we're one day of business. Like, that's just uh, like... And worship. We so want and worship. a good combination of worship and maybe some teaching and, and business that we okay. need to take so care of. No hotels, no... Nope. Uh, just to, right. make it to Sharon for the day and then come back. Yep. Okay. Trying to cut down on the time that people need to take away from... Okay. And then the pre-ACA that we've done in the last couple of years, what if, if you've never been to a pre-ACA, what does that mean? What is that? The pre-ACA missional conference was just about a day and a half of workshops, group discussion time. There was some worship and Q&A with people who have experience in the area of missions. In the past, we've had some big name speakers who have just been writers in the area of missions in general, but more recently we've had actual Anabaptist voices. So mm-hmm. last year we were able to hear from Sally Schreiner-Yonquist, who is an Anabaptist practitioner of mission. And so each year we try to bring a different topic. Uh, the most recent one we were thinking about is how can legacy churches, churches who have a long heritage and tradition, anchor uh, new expressions of mission in their communities? So you're taking what happened before ACA? Yes. Pushing it into the summer and calling it a big party. Exactly. And then ACA is just one Saturday. Right, right. And we felt that if we're going to do something like that, we have to be sensitive to people's schedules for convention. And so we want to make sure that when we have that summer event, it's the opposite year of convention. Okay. Yeah. So when there is a year of convention, it will be back to a, a March date 
the, yes. uh, in the pre-ACA model okay. for a couple yeah. days. Yes. So what's that going to look like at Bluffton? How many how many nights and what um, workshops the whole time? Is there fun things going on or what's the? Yes, there are going to be a variety of activities, um, uh, fun things, games, food and music. Also, learning opportunities. We're going to try to do some group storytelling, make space for different congregations to bring participants, what has been going on in their lives together. We're going to have uh, opportunity to, to maybe bring in some outsiders to also facilitate some interesting uh, worship and workshops. One thought, we heard ideas and suggestions that we could follow some of the things that happened at convention this past year, particularly for those who facilitated that worship time with the youth. And some were even contemplating, would we invite the, the same folks who did that work? Or So we're still in the process right now of looking at who we could bring in to kind of facilitate that kind of worship time with the youth and, and the kind of connecting points. But we want to really prioritize. But you said with the So I'm not, I guess I'm unclear. Mm, of, is, is, this, yeah. is this a youth so, convention substitute or am, am i invited yes is my church invited what's what is what is this so it's really meant um to be something that is a broad event for um all ages of our members in conference so families can come and bring their children a youth group could come and bring their youth delegates could come or just members of churches could come and um, learn more those who are interested in mission or those who just want to grow in the area of discipleship so it's meant to be multi-generational multi-generational right Mm -hmm. it it really the idea actually came from something that we had done in the past myron weaver used to be on the gather team um, one time mentioned how conference used to be more of of a almost a festival type event a multi-day event where it was something that would take place in the summer one of the ones that he had been to, there was actually a big bike race leading up to it, and then they ha- they had the convention, and then they had the singing and a lot of events, and then it ended with something. And he was really recommending it at the time when we, we approached him because he was working with the Gather team and said, how, how can we partner? And he, he really recommended going back to this model. Sometime in the summer, there's more space, and our, our kids can really plug in and see what conference is like mm-hmm. instead of just hearing about it on Sunday morning. Um, so... So what da- what days are we talking about? Like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Or? So yeah, we're looking at Friday. People will arrive and we'll have Friday evening and then the whole day on Saturday. And then Saturday evening and then we'll have time of worship on Sunday and then it will be over. Wow, so exciting. Yes. And um, I think in addition to that, we just really want to make sure that there's enough space for people to actually share what's going on and, and for them to process their questions. So we want to prioritize that this at this event really hearing from congregations and uh, making sure that we can share what's working in our own churches and not just view it as a time of a huge amount of information being dumped on us but actually a time of conversing and, mm-hmm. and relating and learning from one another and sharing stories and so yeah. that's going to be a big priority uh, a, a kind of lingering question though that we have to keep in our minds is how do we work at mission in rural contexts in our conference mm-hmm. that question has come up again and again over the years and We've actually invited um, Brad Roth to come in 2021 to our pre-ACA missional training event. He's accepted, and since he has such experience, we're talking about mission and rural context. So for our listeners that have never heard of Brad Roth before, um, how would you describe him and and what his interests are and what he brings? He would be somebody that could um, 
really help cast a vision for what rural congregations can do. He's done a lot of research and reflection on ministry in rural contexts. And I forget the name of his book. Does any you know, some, crossroads something or is something it, about in, in God's country, right? Or oh, oh yes, yeah. yes. There's a crossroad on the cover. That's yeah. Yes. So so his main focus is how can we learn to be more missional in our own communities, which are more rural. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Something that our, our congregations, m- most of our congregations are struggling with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that, I think that'll be a nice compliment to what we've been able to do so far. We really need the, to have more at focus on that part of mm-hmm. the missional conversation. So, so he'll be coming in 2021. 20, yes. To the pre- so that'll March. be back to the, the model of before an ACA in yes. March. Okay. So, yes. Because I don't think a lot of people realize how much planning goes into these events oh. and how how you have to line up your speakers Absolutely. a long time in advance. And, uh, right, right. For example, when we had Alan and Deborah Hirsch come, I think, boy, it might have been over two years that we yeah. were working on bringing them. You yeah. Know, it t- takes a lot of advanced planning. So, uh, But that's 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 all very good and exciting to see that new approach and that there was such support for it. And we're, we're very happy that people were willing to uh, think outside the box with us and, and try something new. And for the conference leadership getting behind us to, to do that, mm-hmm. too. So we're grateful, and that's very exciting. What else is the missional planning team working on? I know that's enough to keep anybody busy, but I know you guys have more going on, too. One of the, the biggest things right now we're, we're getting ready for is the launch of a new cycle of missional discipleship groups in the fall, in October. Every year around our country, Marvin Lorenzana with Mennonite Mission Network is coordinating a fresh new year with a new cohort of pastors. And he does three levels of training with pastors in the program, those who are acting as maybe we would call them the, the main resource person for their congregation. He'll do three years of training with them. But in addition to that, we're also launching in our churches our own discipleship groups, and it all happens in October. So what we're doing right now, we're making contacts with people in the conference who have expressed interest in the past. And if anybody who's listening right now has a little bit of interest even and thinks that their church might want to do this, please reach out because we would love to extend more opportunities for you as well. I think right now it's seeming like we may have about five new participants in in addition, five new churches, five new churches right? That's great. In addition to those who have, are currently participating this year. I think we may have um, one or two churches who couldn't continue from this year. Yeah. But in general, we, I think we will probably, after we launch in October, we might have somewhere around 15, wow. um, is my yeah. guess, uh, uh, churches in Ohio Conference plugged in. And uh, the, the biggest thing about this, I think, that is exciting is just it's giving a vehicle for churches who have struggled to create space for their people to connect during the week, to see that happen, and to see also a, to even think about reaching out to a neighbor or somebody outside of their church community. This is also another vehicle to to invite somebody to connect with people and in a new way, and, and it's very accessible, and it helps people kind of get back to the basics. And in our church context, we've been surprised with the amount of people who have reached out to neighbors and friends outside of our church just in a new, fresh way. And so the whole point of the Missional Discipleship Group is that we love discipleship and growing together as, as Anabaptists, that's in our heritage. But this is helping us to do it in a way that it will multiply over time. That's the vision for it. Every year that there will be new groups that would form and that would multiply. So that's what we're trying to pursue in our conference as well. And that it could build a culture in our conference too of, of discipleship and, 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 and mission and multiplication. So. 
Anything else the uh, missional planning team is working on? I think that the, there are different interests for for people in the group. I know, um, for example... Why don't you tell us who's in the group? I, ah, I, yes, yes. So Corbin uh, Beauchart, um is in our group, and he he's one of the people who's very interested and does a lot with MDI. He's connected with Zion. Mm-hmm. We also have Jamie Rye, who's connected with Millersburg Mennonite. Uh, he's very interested in church planning. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, Alex Dye, who's new. He just came on our team. Uh, also interested in missional discipleship work. And we also have Alyssa Short, who uh, is coordinator of volunteers, who does a lot of, of work with our team. We we had a few members go off. And so I think we also are wanting to call at least one more additional member. But we're still mm-hmm. we're still searching for a person for that. But that's our team right now. So. Okay. You're working on the family ministry event, missional event next summer. You're working on the missional discipleship groups. And then how about a little bit about, so the church planting or yes. center? When we had uh, Marvin Lorenzana come two years ago to, well, I guess it would have been a little over a year ago to ACA in Bluffton, uh, he had mentioned that there was interest in church planting from the Iglesia Hispana Mennonita, uh, which is the group within Mennonite Church USA that really serves Spanish-speaking Mennonites, and that there was an interest in doing new church planting initiatives. So many congregations by 2025. I can't remember the exact number, but I don't know. It might have been 100 new congregations by 2025. And so he felt that Ohio, given our interest in the Missional Discipleship Initiative and our missional focus, would be a great partner. And so at that point, he said, you know, we should strike up a conversation and see uh, what kind of collaboration we could do. And at the same time that was happening, Carla Minter was visiting that same year at conference uh, talking about the development and the launch of the SENT Network, which is Mennonite Mission Network's new initiative to connect people, get them training and resources in the area of church planning. And so the thought was, oh, what if these converge and come together that we have a new Spanish-speaking congregations forming, groups forming in Ohio Conference, and they're resourced by Mennonite Mission Network through the Sent Network, and they're also supported and prayed for um, and um, partnered with by Ohio Conference churches. And so um, we started that conversation, and it's and it's developed slowly over time, and it seems like right now, currently, it's reaching the next level. Geraldo Nunez, connected with Open Arms Hispanic Ministry, is really a contact person now in Ohio Conference. And so he'll be doing work trying to place uh, church planners in some contexts in Ohio. And the Scent Network has invited us, those of us all in the conference who are interested in, in mission and connecting in, in this endeavor to, to register with them. And that's a way that we can give support to this. So for our listeners, please consider doing that. So we're we're trying to keep this conversation, give energy to this conversation. We know also it it happens with other partners in our conference, like leadership team and and other churches. But we're really excited about it. It's great to hear from you because you're so excited about it, and it's almost like there's so much going on. And even even as the conference minister, it's been hard to get a grasp on just all the things that are going on in conference and all the things that we have opportunities to participate in. And so it's good to hear from you, somebody that's been involved in the mission planning team. So how would you summarize moving forward, especially moving into the new year? And Yeah. I, I, for me, I feel like to summarize it, we're, we're, we're seeing the fruits of this missional journey starting to bloom. And it's beautiful to see because it takes a long time to grow and to change and to experience God's transformation. 
but I feel like we're seeing th- these things that we're sharing about that are starting to happen and crop up. It's evidences of God working powerfully in our story. And I'm so happy. Uh, and it feels like it's part of our hope for the future that these uh, fruits would continue and that um, we would continue to grow in our sense of, of being God sent ones in the world. Well, thank you, Jacob, for all the work you do and, and your missional planning team, all the people you named and the one person you're still seeking after. I'm sure that someone will come into that place. And, and Dick, thanks for co-hosting. You're a great, great co-host. And uh, until next time, this is Ohio Conference Cast signing off. Ohio people with men and I views and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners. <laughs>